Happy Friday and welcome to the Friday Five here on the Agent Survival Guide podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Rupel, and this is our weekly list of five things that happened this week that you should know about. And of course, we throw in stories that caught my eye during the week as I peruse the interwebs. Number one on our list. The Fed wrapped up their two-day open market committee meeting this Wednesday. Not too many changes announced, but we did get a possible date for their first interest rate increase since the start of the pandemic. Fed Chair Jerome Powell indicated that the first increase in interest rates would likely take place in March of this year. In the post-meeting press conference, Fed Chair Powell stated, quote, I would say that the committee is of a mind to raise the federal funds rate at the March meeting, assuming that the conditions are appropriate for doing so, end quote. Chair Powell also acknowledged that inflation is high. It's gotten worse since December, certainly above the 2% threshold that the committee has said they prefer to see. March is also the month that the federal bond-buying program set up at the beginning of the pandemic is scheduled to end. The Federal Open Market Committee is scheduled to meet next on March 15th and 16th, and it is noted on their official website as a meeting associated with a summary of economic projections. Quite a bit to look forward to from that next meeting in March. Number two. CVS Health announced a collaboration with Uber Health to provide free transportation to individuals in at-risk areas identified through their Health Zones initiative. According to the press release, the partnership will, quote, help eliminate a critical barrier to care and overall well-being, transportation which can limit a person's ability to receive medical care, to get to work, or to job trainings, and can ultimately lead to adverse health outcomes, end quote. The partnership grants residents in those targeted health zones access to reliable transportation, something that global head of Uber Health, Caitlin Donovan, views as an essential solution to bringing equity into at-risk areas. She said, quote, Uber Health is proud to be a part of CVS Health's new health zones initiative, and encourages community organizations to address transportation as a key social determinant of health while improving health outcomes in a scalable way, end quote. The Health Zones Uber Health Rides Initiative has been rolled out in Atlanta, Georgia, Columbus, Ohio, and Hartford, Connecticut so far. More cities will be added later in 2022. If you're interested in learning more about the Health Zones initiative and the areas it serves, we will have the links in our episode notes. Number three, the pandemic contributed to the rise in telehealth and its popularity. But it turns out there are some new statistics that show this type of benefit has lasting power. Cigna recently published a white paper, the results of their study into virtual care. The results show that virtual care saves money, it adds convenience, and it also improves health care outcomes. Cigna looked at the data from their own customers utilizing MD Live urgent care services and found that virtual care visits cost less than in-person visits. 
Specifically, $93 less for a low-acuity virtual care visit than an in-person provider visit, $120 less than a specialist visit, and $141 less expensive than an urgent care facility. MD Live visits were highly efficient, with 16% less duplication of care than when compared to other virtual primary care provider and specialist visits. And for low acuity cases, MD Live visits generated 11% fewer follow ups than expected for the same conditions treated at brick and mortar providers. We will be linking to the white paper and the press release from Cigna. And yes, I do realize this is a very specific segment of the market, but it's very exciting to see results like this that show a bright future for telehealth. It's one thing for a service like this to come about out of necessity, and it's great that healthcare consumers took to it so well and really drove up demand for it. But to have statistics that show, it's also viable from a cost and an outcome standpoint. That's the kind of stuff we geek out about around here. Love to read about studies like this. Can't wait to read more in the future. Number four. Last week, we had the rollout of the government website for free COVID-19 test kits. President Biden also announced that high-quality N95 masks would be available for free to the public. This week, those masks are starting to arrive at pharmacies like Walgreens, CVS, and Kroger stores, just to name a few, that were mentioned in the articles we'll be linking to in the notes. Good information to share with family, friends, and your clients— The masks will be available while supplies last, and of course, this action is just one in the latest to try and stop the surge of the Omicron variant that we've been seeing so far this winter. Number five, we've talked at length here on the podcast about client loyalty and retention, how those two concepts go hand in hand. But what about loyalty and retention when it comes to the employees of your insurance business? The way we work looks completely different now than it did prior to the pandemic. So many aspects of our jobs changed. There's the way we used to work. Our initial attempts at work from home in the beginning of the pandemic, when we all thought this was temporary, And then there are considerations we're making now, after we've been doing this whole work-from-home thing for a while. But at the end of the day, you still want your employees to be happy, because when they're happy, that's how you keep them. If you're looking for some tips on how to boost morale as we're heading toward the almost two-year mark of work-from-home, we've got a few that will make a great starting point. First and foremost, trust your team. You've put these individuals in a position for a reason. Hopefully, you've given them all the necessary training and tools. And if that's the case, you should be able to trust them. When you allow your team members to rely on their own gumption and take the lead, it gives them ownership and agency and chances are they'll prove to you that they can handle the work. Second, create a space where feedback is encouraged. 
And then once you get it, use it. If you're judging your team based on the way that you like things to be accomplished, you'll have a good read on whether or not they can do the job the way you would do it. They may or may not excel at that. Chances are they won't because they're performing on a scale tailored to you. But when you ask for their feedback and then use it, you'll shift into a space where you learn about how they excel at doing their job. You can create opportunities for them to shine that you wouldn't have thought of if you only looked at the work from your own perspective. It's incredibly likely that you will get to hear some amazing ideas. Now, some of them might seem wild or unusable at first, but that's the thing with ideas. They're not always good. They don't always come to fruition. But the one thing they do, if suggested in an environment where ideas are fostered, is lead to more ideas brainstorms, teamwork, and eventually you'll get to that point of an incredible and useful idea. Third, this is one that is near and dear to my heart, offer opportunities to learn and grow. I'm a curious person by nature, so I enjoy learning, cultivating my skill set, and growing in new directions. Learning is another gateway to ideas and innovation. You don't know what you don't know, but when you learn, when you get a learning opportunity, you never know what that might spark in someone. Now, for more tips than what we've mentioned here today, there are actually five more in the article that we're linking to in the notes. This was just my take on the three that resonated most with me, so grab that link and you can check out the rest. Now, that brings us to the part of the show that we've all come to know and love. RuPaul recommends. So this week, it's time for my streaming picks for February 2022. I can't say that we have watched much else than Encanto for quite a while in our house. I think that's the state of every Disney Plus household, with or without kids, right now. And if you haven't watched it, I have to recommend it again. We Don't Talk About Bruno is running on a loop in my brain, so if that's you as well right now, I completely understand. I am right there with you. But I also love the movie, so I'm not that mad about it. But as far as new movies and shows this month, there's not a whole lot, and sometimes that does happen. But we'll start off with two picks from Netflix. They premiere on the same day, Friday, February 11th. The first, Inventing Anna. It's a miniseries that takes the content of the New York Magazine article that exposed fake heiress Anna Delvey. You may have heard me mention her story before. She was the subject of the podcast Fake Heiress. That was admittedly one of my podcast binges and a rabbit hole all in one, so I'm looking forward to a visual take on the case. 
also premiering that same day. Same streaming channel, a movie I'm looking forward to, perhaps not as much as my daughter, but Tall Girl 2, obviously the sequel to Tall Girl. We enjoyed that first movie, loved part of the message, glad that we're revisiting it, but I'm curious to see how the story moves forward and turns out. So I'll be reporting back on that for sure, because, you know, nothing better than expectations going into a sequel, right? Then on Disney+, Plus, premiering on February 22nd, Free Guy, the movie starring Ryan Reynolds as a non-playable character in a video game who doesn't realize that he's a character in a video game. Previews looked funny, not necessarily good enough to see it in a theater, but certainly worth watching at home. And also on February 22nd, another pick that my daughter and I are so excited about, the return of The Proud Family to the Disney Channel. The Proud Family, Louder and Prouder, episode one debuts on February 22nd, and it looks like this will be a weekly series. So we've gone through all of the episodes of the previous series, and the Disney Channel original movie, or DCOM as we call them. Very excited to see this series coming back and with most of the same cast members reprising their roles. Of course, and I try to mention this every time, this is just a selection of what's to come for February. We'll be linking to the full list in our episode notes. And that is the Friday Five for this week. If you're not already following along with our podcast, we would love it if you would do that. We've got some exciting content in the works coming up, and the best way to make sure you don't miss out is to follow us. Whether that's on Apple, Spotify, Google, Podbean, wherever it is you like to listen. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen today. Happy Friday. I hope you have a great weekend. Stay healthy and stay safe out there, and we will see you next week. The Agent Survival Guide podcast is a production of Ritter Insurance Marketing. This episode was written and produced by me, Sarah Rupel. Script editing by Tina Lamaru. Artwork by Vivian Zhao. 